The October wind blew cold through the cracks in the walls of the old wooden church. Elizabeth Proctor wraps her shawl tighter, partly to block out the cold, but mostly to block out the noise. The men of the church are arguing again, fighting among themselves. Judge Hawthorne has accused her husband, John Proctor, of practicing witchcraft. <laughs> it is 1965, and this kind of behavior is part of life in Salem, Massachusetts. 1965? Started with small, petty accusations. <laughs> rumors, mostly. But as the summer went on, fear of witchcraft in Salem has reached a fever pitch. 1965? Now, Just let him keep going, Cameron. Is that what I said? Just keep going. Did I say that? <laughs> We're rolling with it, but keep going. No, it's 1965, man. Keep going. That's a part of it's the canon now. It's 1965. <laughs> a young Jimmy Carter views his political aspirations. <laughs> it has finally come to this. Elizabeth hears the men fighting louder now. Their shouts perfectly audible to her. Suddenly, she hears a word that makes her blood run cold. Hanging. Unable to hold herself back, she bursts through the doors. Judge Hawthorne looks at her severely. Very well. You might as well know. Your husband, John, has been practicing witchcraft. We gave him his chance to redeem himself by giving up another, but he will not. He's too devoted to the dark arts of the devil. And so shall he hang on the morrow. <laughs> we can't keep giving into this madness, Elizabeth, John says resolutely. If this has to end with me, so be it. Elizabeth stands silently, wantingly so bad to match her husband's resolute stance. Her lip quivers, but she does not speak. Sensing the tension, Judge Hawthorne looks to her again, catching the moonlight on his cracked monocle. Unless, Hawthorne says slowly, unless you're willing to testify on his behalf and tell us the location of the dark power. Elizabeth, no, John says, his eyes fierce but afraid. No, no, John, I have to tell them, she sobs. It's, it's him, she shouts, pointing down the road. It's the new radish farmer in town. His, his neck muscles, why they're, they're, Elizabeth struggles to think of a lie. They're musical instruments to call the devil. I knew it, bellows Judge Hawthorne. Men of Salem, follow me. Soon the mob has formed, branding their tools and some torches. They march to the humble house at the end of the road. Judge Hawthorne steps forward. Come out, Farmer Brock Lesnar, he bellows. <laughs> the sounds of creaking floorboards moan from the house. The door opens, revealing Brock Lesnar, wearing his UFC trunks in a buckled top hat. <laughs> the moonlight glistens on his pecs. Slowly, he takes a long, sensuous bite of an uncooked cob of corn. Uh, erotic. Is it true that you have made a pact with the devil? Demands Hawthorne. Brock looks him in the eyes and whispers, No. He's too scared of me to crawl out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> the 60s were a wild time. <laughs> when you said 19. <laughs> the 60s were a wild time. You know, it still works. <laughs> I think it's better this way. We're back. It's another episode of the Broctagon.
the only show coming to you live from your ears. We're breaking down hypothetical battles between history and history's greatest warrior, WWE and UFC <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar. I am Sean. That is Aaron. That's Cam. What up? <laughs> Boys, how are we feeling? Uh, I feel so good. <laughs> that was a refresher, Sean. Thank you so much. That was awesome. That's good, man. It's uh, We got a great question this week. I'm excited to dig in. I just like thinking about like Brock Lesnar living a peaceful life as a radish farmer. Like That would be his job in 1960s Salem. Like they say that Hulk of a man, but for some reason they don't like crown him as king. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, you, get to the fields. Yeah, yeah. Guess we need a radish guy. Get out there. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, I got the question right here. This, this was sent into his bio listener. I'll just go ahead and read it out for you. Just came in the mail. Kind of an old school way to do things. Uh, Dear Brocktagon team, I am in the 10th grade and was recently assigned to read Arthur Miller's award-winning play, The Crucible. <laughs> it takes place in the late 1600s in Massachusetts during a time of great social upheaval and religious unrest. The plot basically hinges upon members of a small New England farming village accusing one another of witchcraft. So, consider this. The mob decides Brock Lesnar is a witch and goes to his house. Can Brock beat up 40 1600s Puritan men? We'll say the attack is spur of the moment and they just show up at his house. <laughs> 20 have farming tools and one guy has a musket. How many times out of 10 could Brock Lesnar beat up a mob of Puritans, effectively single-handedly ending the Salem witch trials once and for all? Love the show, Jake in Dover, New Hampshire. It's a great question, Jake. Thank you. Yeah, it was Thank very, you for listening, Jake. Very well written. He's a smart kid. Yeah. So I assume that he, he lives in like like a shack, like a shanty. He's just like a... He's just a farmer, right? Yeah, sure. He's he's a humble farmer, uh, but he's he's current, like modern day Brock Lesnar in UFC trunks in a pilgrim hat. <laughs> and if it's funnier, you can think of him eating a turkey leg when the knock comes at the door. <laughs> I think that the most important part of Brock versus any mob is being able to take them on one at a time or, yes. or narrowing it down. If forty if for if forty any people attack Brock Lesnar, he loses. Yeah. I bet 40 second graders could defeat Brock Lesnar. 40 second graders? At 40. Uh, second graders? I'm no. just saying. <laughs> okay. Just, stop. I'm saying, stop. Stop. Just, just, just take it back. Reconsider. Do you know how many 40 is? Yeah, it's like two <laughs> classes full. You could fit you would fit 40 second graders at a gas station. <laughs> in a mini mart. How do you know that? <laughs> I had a rough education, okay? <laughs> I think. I I'm with Aaron on this. Like you gotta you gotta find a way to to narrow it down. I think forty at one time. Like if it's in an open field, forty people mm -hmm. rushing at yes. him all at once. You know he'll take some of them with him for sure. But they're they're, they're gonna get him. So I think he doesn't come out of the shack. Yes, he uses, he uses the doorway. The doorway. That's the most a, important part of the question. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he uses yes. it. The old three hundred rule. You know, like come. The only way in is through this pass, baby. <laughs> yeah, try like that. that weird golem guy giving away your secrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Brock already killed that guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, you weird hunchback. What does Brock farm again? I can't remember the, the vegetable. So, oh, he's, uh, I believe he's a radish farmer. Yes, radish, yeah, I'm he, sorry. He farms term. radishes. So we'll, we'll say that Brock, A, has the house to his advantage. B, has whatever he happens to have lying around, which provided is not farming like a musket. Tools. Yeah, he's got a farming tool or like maybe a chair. Uh, I think okay. the biggest thing going for Brock here 
is that human beings were unbelievably unhealthy in the 1600s. Yes. <laughs> like Brock, Brock would be like the most powerful man on the earth at that time. Oh, you know what? Maybe we're overthinking this. What if Brock just takes a hostage? He takes the Reverend, you know, and he's like, I'll snap his neck, <laughs> you know. And I don't think Brock has the wherewithal to not immediately do it. <laughs> like he threatened, I'll snap his neck. Okay. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. You already did. Uh, oops. Dang he it. drops that guy. He grabs another one. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Dang. Come in. <laughs> All Harry right. Brock just hold them up by his neck. I'll kill this guy. I swear. <laughs> you see him, everyone? And it's just he's a just, head. He's just like, <laughs> he, he grabs a guy. He's not even holding him by the neck. And he's like, all right, I'm not even holding him by his neck, but I will kill this guy <laughs> just by like <laughs> shaking him very violently. He, like, snaps his neck. I'll just kill him. Dad, so right there, he's down to you're down to 35. You're down, yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. down to 35 just in threats alone. Yeah, I, I like Brock a lot here. I'll say he's in his own house, so they're going to come in. I don't think Brock's worried about it until Puritan like number 30. Yeah, I, I, the, the musket is a big deal. There's only we, one, we haven't talked though. about the musket yet. That's true. That, it's a That's gun. True. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's one gun, and it's not like it has multiple shots. It has right, yeah, one, one shot, and then not miss your chance to blow. Yeah, yeah, and then you have this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the problem with the musket too is it's like very hard to aim. Like there's a very non-zero chance that one of the guys like accidentally shoots his buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to hold it like right up to him. And then I think Brock's killing that guy. Like you yep. shot, you missed, and now Brock just threw his dining room table. Brock is probably hand. good enough to make that guy shoot another guy accidentally. Even like back to Daffy Duck rules, I feel like Brock would like turn the 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 musket of the gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's just bending toward him. Yeah. I also don't think human beings had a good understanding of how to fight back then. Like, yeah, like dudes could fight each other, but I mean, Brock, like, it was not an art form like it is now. Like there was boxing, but none of these guys know about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you also, you did have trained soldiers, but then it was like, all right, so we got 10 trained soldiers and then round up the villagers and just put stuff in their hands. Why don't I know anything about like the history of fighting between Greco-Roman wrestling and like 1900 turn of the century boxing? Why is there no like recreational fighting knowledge? There was no fighting then. There was no (laughs) fighting. There was no violence until someone invented the steel chair. (laughs) <laughs> the industrial revolution they kicked it off oh man that would be like stoke old steve austin's great great grandfather was like oh, wait a minute the industrial revolution and its impact on modern wrestling a thesis by sean mckinney i might go back to school guys would the iron age have been different had they beat their plowshares in the metal folding chairs and tried to become world heavyweight champion of, i don't know what transylvania or something all right, let, you know, I'll say this. If Brock has a folding chair, I think he's killing 40 of them easy. <laughs> if he has a chair, then he's going through town. He's going to find everybody that didn't come. He's killing those guys. He's yes. taking everybody's vegetables, <laughs> becoming a hero. Are we are we officially inserting a folding chair into Brock's house? Like, I feel like I feel like he would have taken that folding chair with him through the time portal. But here's the thing. Like, yeah. like, it's like one of those, like, you know how, like, Indiana Jones grabs his hat? Or (laughs) like that's Brock's thing is grab the chair or hear me out to bring a chair with him. Hear me out. Brock knows what a folding metal folding chair looks like, but nobody else does. So when he goes back in time, when he's dropping that village, 
he goes to the local blacksmith and he's like, here, I need you to make me this. And the blacksmith <laughs> is like, verily, uh, Sir Les- uh, Mr. Lesnar, uh, wh- what is this strange? Uh, these, are these works of the devil? He's like, no, they're not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> these are works of me. <laughs> I also want it to be like he hands a piece of paper to the blacksmith that is like, make me one of these. And the piece of paper just has written on it, folding chair. <laughs> Figure it out. Nay, it cannot be done. A chair that stands on itself, but then also folds for easy transportation. Nay, let it not be so. Yay, tis so. Oh. <laughs> this, this is where it started the witchcraft accusations to begin with. Yes. It's like, so, it's Brock, like, it's like the rules go. of time travel. <laughs> Brock just wants a folding chair, and that's what makes people a witch. think that yeah, he's a witch. George Hawthorne, look at this, this hideous design quickly. If, if we're going to the rules of this, how many times out of 10 does Brock beat the entire crowd? I think he wins eight out of ten times against people from 1695. Yeah. Now, with 1965 <laughs> factored in, <laughs> I, I don't think he wins that many. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd give him one out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think no folding chair, just his own hands plus whatever's left of that corn cob and standing <laughs> in his own house. I also think Brock wins eight times out of ten. I think... One of the times he loses is when the musket guy gets a lucky shot off and just kills him. Yeah. Right. And then the other time is when, like, truly just enough of them pile in fast enough to overtake him. But I think it takes a lot. Either way, Brock is not killing any fewer than 20 human beings in this exchange, even when he loses. No, this, th- this is what happens. This is what happens. See, Brock knows they're coming. So he leaves the door open and, like, 10 or 15 of them just rush in. And they're like, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> door closes behind him <laughs> he sets that thing on fire <laughs> brock lesnar cooks like 20 of them oh. alive just right then yeah i mean when it comes to killing people back in the day lighting stuff on fire is tough to beat in the time before folding chairs that's that's your best option i like to think he's even more sneaky than that so they're just like ready to go in and they're like hey where's reverend davis Reverend Davis, and then like Reverend Davis takes off his glasses, and they're like, "Former Brock Lesnar," <laughs> and he starts cleaning up dudes dressed as a reverend. Like Brock Lesnar has been in the like the mob the whole time, but he's like been one of the guys in the back, and he's just like taking them out <laughs> as they get. When, when everybody sh- takes yeah. off the hood, it reveals UFC trunks and a yeah, yeah. buckle hat. And underneath the underneath the robe is the metal folding chair. <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> it's even better if they don't recognize him without the hat. Who is this guy? <laughs> oh no, Farmer Brock Lesnar. Tis Brock. <laughs> yeah, Brock wins ten out. <laughs> you know what? And I to to further Jake made it a. What's what's the ten word? out made... of ten? Yep. Wait, ten every time? Yeah, every time. Oh wow! Yeah, we've you, already discussed you don't two see a situation. ways. I'll give you nine out of ten. Is it musket guy that gets him? It's not the musket. It's just like someone's ox got loose. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like peels through the middle of the road. <laughs> it would, like takes out like three people, including Brock. 
that's <laughs> so much better. They're ready to go in and just it just <laughs> barrels through the side of his house. I also like to think Brock like brought it upon himself. Like he was out in the fields, like, is this your card? And Judge Hawthorne was like, <laughs> this shall not stand. How did he put that cigarette through that quarter? <laughs> <laughs> Nay, Reverend, I swear to it. There was not a farthing behind my ear. I deny it all. <laughs> then the devil pulled out another one. Aye, he's taken the reverend's nose. Give <laughs> the holy man his nose. Ever since he hath given me the nose back, I have not been able to smell the roses. <laughs> he's just he's just making balloon animals. <laughs> What is this devilish substance? <laughs> Behold, I have seen it come up to a man who was coughing, and he hath asked for, for a rag to cough it to, and the man <laughs> tooketh it from his hand, and another, and another, and another, and another, and it did not stop. <laughs> that would get you burned back then for sure. Oh, yeah. Thine rings were connected. When he doth place them behind his head. <laughs> With the strength of the devil he hath separated. I love the idea that, like, everyone is fine with, like, this hulking freak of a man. Like, that doesn't bother them at all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he just kept the UFC trunks for when his time for violence finally came. Like, he was just, like, a normal farmer and then, like, opened his chest. Like, when he heard them coming and he was like, it's time. Kissed his belt. <laughs> you, you, you know what it is? Like, he's wearing the Puritan clothes, but as soon as it's time to go, he just, it's like the Hulk. He, like, just flexes, and they shred off. <laughs> They'll pop off. And, like, <laughs> underneath, it's, like, UFC Brock. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What a great use of everyone's time. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen this far, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Oh, all right. That's another episode of the Brockton God. I'm Sean. That's Eric. That's Cam. Join us next week. You're joined by Olympic hero Michael Phelps. He's here promoting his new book, Ice Scrapers, Tabletop Coasters, and 98 other great uses for your pile of gold medals. We'll see you next time. <laughs>